I love myself more for things on the inside of me, not the outside. Like I love my ability to write and I love my ability to connect with other people. And I love how much I want to help other people and how much I see the light in other people. And that's what gives me confidence more than what my body looks like or more than what I look like. And I think that's probably the biggest thing that came from all of this. Welcome back to Let's Thrive the Podcast. I'm your host, Emily Feigels, and it's a pleasure, as always, as I say every episode, to have you here listening. Uh, Whether you're new or an OG or somewhere in between, I'm happy you made it here. And I'd be curious to hear, yeah, if if you found the podcast a while ago, if you're new to it, whatever it be, I always love when you guys message me on Instagram or if I see you in person and you say you listened to an episode or you just found the show or you've been listening, I don't know. After a while, talking into a mic by yourself and or just having a, you know, one conversation with somebody else for an episode, you just forget that there's people out there listening and you forget that there's actually a community and people that care about what you have to say that are considering it and that are listening to the guests as well so it always makes my day to hear from you all and no matter what it's about I just I love to talk you know this it's why I ramble into a mic multiple times a week or I just go like two weeks without rambling into it and then I just have a full-blown ramble fest but I always hope the rambles help in some way or another get you thinking get you pondering something inspired, whatever it may be. Uh, But today's episode is actually a very exciting one for me. Repeat guest, Nikki of It's Nicolette Marie. We have been Instagram friends for probably three years now. We met for the first time right before the entire pandemic happened, actually. And so she's been on the podcast twice before, I believe. But I really felt called to have her on again, as in the past year, so much has happened in all of our lives but in Nikki's especially I've been watching through Instagram uh what she has gone through both high times and lower times and struggles and triumphs um overall just lots of growth experiences and things really yeah offering room for change and expansion in her life and so today's episode is about her experiences with breast implant illness which was a condition and experience that really took a toll on her life and leads us into a conversation about building self-awareness and advocating for your health and holistic practices as well as western medicine practices and how to find sort of this fusion of whatever it is to have you feeling well in life Uh, we then go into one of the higher moments which was unintentionally starting her own business remedium granola one of my favorite granolas to date And I just love it so, so much. And it's so inspiring to just think about last time I was with Nikki, we were hanging out in California for a quick trip. And now, you know, gee, almost two years later, I don't know, a year and a half, whatever it be, um, I'm doing what I'm doing and she's doing what she's doing. And part of that was watching her launch Remedium while also watching her, you know, struggle with a lot of health things. So I just think it's overall going to be a great episode to get you thinking on things, to maybe open your thoughts and mind to things you hadn't considered before. It's also just overall an interesting episode as this condition of breast implant illness isn't discussed enough. And Nikki was very honest, very vulnerable in sharing her experience, even though it caused her a great amount of pain and trauma that she is still working through. I mean, when anything threatens to really like consume and take over your life um, and puts you through not only like mental and emotional strain, but also physical pain and turmoil, that's not fun. (laughs) That's, That's fucking hard and it leaves a mark. So very grateful that she was open to discussing it and helping spread the word and awareness. On that note, I also want to make it known we're not demonizing anything. We're not saying any yay this, nay this, bad, no, whatever it is. Nikki is just sharing her experience and what happened and hopefully it helps somebody. Hopefully it gets you thinking um, on whatever topic that may be about. I just overall want this to be a place for open conversations that can include a variety of topics 
and know at the end of the day if you are triggered by something look within what inside you is being triggered by this um and i don't know or if something's getting you like i don't know you're just not sure about it like let's discuss nikki and i would both love to whether that's in agreement or disagreement or whatever it be she and i love to connect we love to chat and i'll have all of our instagrams linked below where you can also check out her granola remedium I'm going to wrap this up because it is a good episode and I want to dive right into it. But thank you all for listening. And if you enjoy, once more, reach out, let's connect. But you can also share it on Instagram, share with a friend or a loved one, leave a review on Apple or on iTunes, I suppose. Uh, They're small things, but they really do a lot when it comes to helping support the show. So I hope you enjoy. And without further ado, let's jump in. No, but I, and I think it'll be fun because we can kind of roll into things here too, but in the past, because you've been on twice. So we've talked about, you know, eating disorder recovery and life in general and manifestation and like pursuing your passion and all these different aspects, but like two of the major experiences and aspects of your life in the past year, really like year, I feel we have like, I've never, we've just haven't been able to catch up on. And that is your medium. And then also with it's breast implant illness, correct? Yeah. Okay. I thought those were the the words in right place. Um, but I don't know. I just watching you like move through something that's albeit, you know, like growth and change comes from it and it's good in the long run was still like hard to watch somebody go through. And then also to watch you like build your medium, which is also hard, you know, I'm sure, but like also like such a light in your life. Like it's been just amazing and so inspiring. So I'm just excited today to like kind of catch up and talk about both these like big aspects in your life. Um, because I don't know, I just, I feel like they've been such like an evolution of change for you. Yeah, no, you have no idea. Um, I think like just fair warning is that I get very like emotional still about the breast implant illness thing. So like just be warned now because like, it's something I'm like still healing from so it's like not something that happened to me and it was like in the past and I've had like a year or two to like get over it and whatever like it was so traumatic so it's like something but I know I need to talk about it and like doing things like this like I've done so many you know discussions whatever podcast things on this already with people and it's good for me because it helps me move through it but it was the most traumatic experience of my life. Like, you know what I mean? And I hid a lot of it from social media because like social media is this place where I want to bring light and stuff like that. But I know you have to share like, you know, both sides of it. But like, I was, it was so dense that I couldn't like constantly show that side of my life. Um, So it's just like, I don't know how to explain it, but like, I'm, I know we need to talk about it because too many people are still getting them. Mm-hmm. And you know what I mean? And like, there's a whole self-love piece there that really needs to like be pushed forward. So I do like talking about it, but it's just like one of those things where I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> like, it's like a lot to, you know? Yeah. Well, and I, that's like, I can't imagine. And I mean, the only thing I can even relate it to slightly is like right after my hep C stuff, like there was a while where I just felt like I could easily chatter, chatter, chatter all about it. And then like when the severity and like the trauma it put me through mentally, like hit me, I don't know. Like I was trying to talk to a friend about it a few weeks ago and I started like tearing up and you know what I mean? Like these are things that you, you're a very self-aware person, you know, like I'm pretty self-aware and it can be so easy to just sort of like rush through a traumatic experience like this and kind of say like, Oh, I'm healed. It's in the past, which is what I did. And obviously like now it's catching up to me and I'm still like trying to unpack like how traumatic anything like this can be. And so I just like, I'm so, it's just like so inspiring also to like see you also doing that work. You know what I mean? Not just like slamming the door and saying like, oh, it's in the past. I'm done. I'm good. Like, no, like you have, you're healing from it. And like, that's a process and it's going to take time. So by all means, like you don't have to like push yourself or anything today. Just like if there's a message you're feeling called to share and there's something like you said that this is important things people need to be aware of, like we can hundred percent discuss that. And those listening, like if they're curious about it more, like there's, you have, you've always created content, you know, for and about it. And there's so much more you can look up as well. So we'll just sort of like 
you know, today can just sort of be like, like raising awareness for others, if nothing else. Yeah, for sure. Cause like, it's just what, cause like, even when like I talked to Austin about it, or I did this like whole event with a different like company, just like about it. Mm-hmm. And like, right after I did that event, I like sat down and I like went to my Instagram and I looked at the things like from my archives of when I was like posting of what I was like going through it. And I was just literally just broke down. Cause I was like that that version of me was so fucking broken and like not myself that it was so painful for me to watch and like relive Mm -hmm. so it's just but anyways yeah I'm happy to talk about it and stuff because it is it is healing for me to talk about as much as it like hurts but like I need to let those emotions move through me so they don't stay stuck in me oh 100 percent in that yeah I mean that can apply for like anybody if you're going through something and like it's hard to talk about it's usually like an indicator that you might need to you know and you don't have to push it you don't have to do it in like a public setting or anything but there's you know it's like an inkling of like you might need to pay attention to that so I that's also important to say but I guess like that being said you know we have like these two aspects here so what kind of started occurring first for you was it like remedium was it looking into like these deeper health issues. Cause I can't remember quite the timeline in my own mind, but I just remember like both things sort of like happening, coexisting, you know, when I, yeah. whenever I thought of you, like I really like, Oh, I'm so excited for her. And also I like, Oh my gosh, I hope things are going okay thing. So I guess what sort of started to like grab your attention first. So it actually started when I look back, it was, it was the pain and it was everything I was going through. The health issues came first. So it was like, last October when I started like getting bad bloating but even before last October I would have this these random pains in my body that I like cannot explain to you like I remember going into my sister's room and I had this severe pain in like my arm and I was like telling my sisters I was like something is like not right I'm like I'm getting these weird pains in my body And like, they would like laugh it off and be like, why are you so worried about this pain in your arm? And I was like, because I can't explain what it's from. It's not like I worked out and there's this pain or like I did something, there's this pain. Like, I don't know what this is. And so it was two days after that pain happened that it progressed to my whole body. And I physically could not walk for two days. I was literally bedridden and I would try to get up and I would be, it felt like my tailbone was breaking. It felt like my whole body was just in so much pain. And I was like, something is wrong. And so I would go to the chiropractor. Um, cause after those two days, I was like able to like start moving again. I was like stretching and I went to the chiropractor and that was the only way I had to keep going to the chiropractor just so I could walk and like feel decent enough to walk. And I then it started to get better with the chiropractor. And I was like, maybe I was just really off, like whatever. So I just ignored it. And then last October I started to get like really bloated all the time. Like never went away from morning till night. I was like waking up bloated and I was like, something is seriously wrong with me. And so I would go from doctor, to doctor, to doctor going from, you know, like a family practitioner to a GI to whatever else. And the, all you have IBS it's just IBS. You're going to have to take me relax for the rest of your life. And I was like, but how is this IBS relating to this intense body pain? Like, I'm so confused and nobody had answers for me. It was just like all a big go around. And I was like, what the hell? So then during that time, I moved from Chicago to North Carolina. And it was just like the first time I ever moved away from home. So it was like moving away from home the first time, like states away from my family, just me and Austin. And then we came here and like there was so much pressure from the move. And then right before I moved, my dad got in a horrible accident. Um, me and my sister and him were like in the hot tub and he has heart problems and he was getting out of the hot tub and he fainted and he hit his head on the concrete and then fell and hit his head on more concrete. And me and my twin sister like saw this happen. And I literally thought he died and my body went into complete shock. And so it was like that already being sick, the move. So like my body was done. Like the stress just like completely took over my body and we got here and I was so unwell. So I like hurried to try to find, you know, doctors, chiropractors here. And I went to a chiropractor here and they like actually took physical x-rays and he was like, did you ever get in a car accident? And I was like, no. 
And he was like, have you ever been in a big accident? And I was like, literally shook. I'm like, no, like, why are you asking me this? And he's like, your body literally looks like it was hit by a truck. He was like, your spine is completely twisted. Your tailbone's completely pushed forward. Like you, like something happened. And I was like, literally dumbfounded. I was like, what are you talking about? Like, I've never gotten in an accident. And he was like, so at that point I was needing to go to the chiropractor three times a week, every single week for two months, just to try to get my body to like, mm-hmm. in the pain, I cannot even begin to explain to you that pain. And I remember asking him, I was like, do you think this is from my breast implants? Like, I, I'm like, I have them. And he's like, he's like, I don't know. Like, they're not like that big, but like, they definitely do over a while, like change your posture. So it could be relating to the pain. Um, but then it would just be like months would go by and my back would hurt so bad that it was physically swollen. And so his wife works there and she would do acupuncture on my back. And she's like, this is not right. She's Mm -hmm. like, you're 20, like four years old. This isn't normal. And then I remember leaving that day and got an email from her right after. And she was like, we both think you have breast implant illness. And I was like, what the hell is that? I was like, what is breast implant? I was like freaking out. The first thing I did was just like, look up on my phone. I'm like, what is breast implant? Yeah, I was like, and by that time it was like February and I had already been struggling with body pain since like June and then the bloating since like October. So like it was February when I found out that it was um, my breast implants and I was like, immediately wanted them out. I was like, get these out of me. I'm freaking the out because once I found out what it was, it's basically an autoimmune disease because you're getting these foreign implants placed in your body and your body's natural response is to protect you from it. So it starts attacking these foreign things in your body and it builds like this capsule around it. And if that wasn't bad enough, breast implants are made of 40 plus toxic chemicals, including printer ink, neurotoxins, carcinogens, like things. And nobody tells you this when you're like getting them in they don't tell you shit they're like you either get like a silicone or a saline implant and like neither of those are really good for you either but like you don't like I was so young when I got them that it just went like right over my head like my mom has them like I know people who have them and they didn't seem like they had problems so I was like oh I'll be fine you know and anyway So I wanted them out immediately and was doing everything in my power to like find a surgeon because it's a specific surgery. If you're experiencing breast implant illness to get them out and not every surgeon will do it because it's extremely dangerous. But if you're going to get them out, you have to get the capsule out with it. And a lot of surgeons aren't willing to get that out because it's you know, dangerous and because it can like puncture your lung, whatever. Mm. So I remember going to my first surgeon and I was super excited. I was like, please get these out of me. And, um, he was like, okay, we'll take the implant out, but we'll leave the capsule. And I was like, no, I'm like, I can't. And he gaslighted the shit out of me, told me that breast implant illness is a social media disease that people just get better because it's a placebo effect. Once they're out, they just feel better. And the capsule, whatever. He's like, we'll just burn the capsule in your body. And I'm like, that sounds more dangerous than getting rid of the freaking capsule. So it was, it was really hard and it's like a really devastating time. And I remember like the last place I called, I was bawling my eyes out to the like assistant, like trying to schedule. She's like, he's booked out until like April, like whatever. And I was like, please, (laughs) I'm in so much pain. And she's like, I'm so sorry. Like it's April. We hung up. She called me back. I kid you not five minutes later. And she's like, I opened up a spot for you. It's in a week, like whatever. It was like the best moment of my life, but I was also terrified because I hate surgery. Yes. Yeah. So I was like, holy shit. But I was so excited to get him out. And then finally, whatever went and got him out. And I kid you not, it was like a day and night difference. As soon as I woke up from that surgery, I had zero back pain. Damn. Yeah. So it was a lot. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, A, just to like live with that for that long. And I know so many listeners probably relate, right? When you have something wrong and you know something is inherently wrong, right? You know, it's more than just like a weird pain or some abnormal bloating. Like, you know, in your gut and intuition that something is wrong. And it takes so many doctors and like second guessing yourself and them second guessing you to like try to find an answer. And then when you finally have that moment where, yeah, it's a scary, like 
oh, you have breast implant illness or whatever it is, but also like the relief of like, is this an answer? Like, is this something I can go towards? And even like when it comes to surgery, right? Like nobody's looking forward to surgery, but like, if you're in that state, like any sort of relief answer, et cetera, like an end to the current cycle is like what you were looking forward to. And that's what like, I love listening to stories like yours and others, because it's that reminder that we all sometimes need about like how important it is to just listen to yourself. You know what I mean? Like you could have easily found some way to like, A, not listen to your body, like as soon as you had, B, write it off as something else. C, just start going on like prescriptions or whatever the doctors wanted to throw at you. And who knows how long it could have gone on. So it's just like, is crazy our medical system at the end of the day, but also like, thank God for these alternative practices that, you know, they're not always right either, but it's like when you confuse the two and you can have somebody like a, you know, probably sounds like a very nice couple running this acupuncture and chiropractor practice. And they're like giving you the answer that literally could like turn your life around. Like how amazing is that, that we live in a world where we confuse both worlds. So I, I'm always fascinated by that. And I'm curious, like in your recovery, did that continue to play a part? Like the chiropractor, the acupuncture, like I can't even, I mean, I know you said that pain went away like night and day when you got them out, but I'm sure there was still tons of recovery to do with your body, especially with like, you know, if there was any toxins or such like that. So I guess like, how did your recovery process look or start for you? So one thing about breast implant illness is that it affects every single organ system in your body. So when I was telling you I had the pain, yeah, but I also had that bloating. It's because it was also affecting my digestive system. So I also had SIBO, candida, parasites, mold, you know, the list goes on. I had pretty much every major chronic um, digestive issue you could possibly get just from my breast implants. I had mercury toxicity, I had heavy metal toxicity, like all these things. So I, I was, my body was just done. Like it was done. So after the surgery is when things like I really was able to start healing because like before then I could only do things to like help alleviate the pain. So after the surgery and after getting the problem out of my body, I had to work through sort of like an order of operations, because if you are working, like if you have, you know, mold parasites, whatever, you have to start with one opening up your drainage systems. So like I had, and I was so constipated. (laughs) I was literally so constipated that I went to the emergency room one time during before I got the when all this was happening and like because my stomach like hurt so bad and they were literally like you're you're full of shit like this x-ray literally shows you're full and I was like amazing so like you I had that's where I had to start was like getting things moving so I you know was doing enemas and opening my liver doing castor oil packs like just basically opening my drainage system so that I was going to the bathroom because then you have to work from parasites, then move on because parasites hold on to all the mold, the heavy metals, like they feed off of that. And if you don't get rid of those first, you're never going to get rid of the mold. You're never going to get rid of whatever. Mm -hmm. So that was the most frustrating and disgusting thing I've ever gone through in my whole entire life. Um, And I'm still like, even last month, I still had to go through parasites again to like get rid of them. So it was just like so much. And now I'm working on mold finally. But anyways, the recovery was really after the surgery, the first two weeks after the surgery were mainly just letting my body like heal, not doing anything major and not working on the mold or parasites, just like, because it's a major surgery. Like I was completely cut open. So I couldn't, you know, like let's work on parasites. Cause like, that's already a lot on my body. So I had to wait a while. At least, at least like two weeks, but I gave it more because like, I'm such a cautious person. So I was taking a crap ton of vitamin C, like just trying to like have my body heal. And then I still had to go to the chiropractor. I still had to get acupuncture. Um, and definitely work with a practitioner, like a functional medicine practitioner, get my blood drawn, see what deficiencies I have, that kind of thing. And I'm still working with a practitioner right now going through, but even after that surgery, they tell you that it's a six month to one year long healing phase. So I had that surgery in March. So I'm not even a year out yet. I'm only like 10 months from the surgery. So it's definitely something you have to be patient with. 
because there's so many times in the beginning where I tried to rush and I would get so sad that I wasn't healed yet and whatever, but like, you just have to give yourself grace through the process because it is like, it is not about the end goal. It's just about, you know, moving through it at a pace that doesn't tear you or your body apart. Yeah. Damn. No, I mean, that's like, I feel like it is like, we do live in a world and so many of us, like we do of course want like a quick fix and we want to be able to move through things and get back to like our quote unquote normal. But when it comes to like recovery, healing from a situation like this, healing from an illness, whatever it is, like mental health, like you look at all these aspects of life that can be hard to be with and go through, but like patience, man, like you have to have that. And I feel like part of that is like self-compassion because I feel like when you are, when you have that self-compassion for yourself and you're understanding like, holy fuck, like my body was just like very much so, you know, like worked on and everything, like having that self-compassion can hopefully like help you work in that self-patience as well. But I can't even imagine. And like, I don't know, I think it is, like you said, very important, find somebody you like trust and know to work with, whether that's on like the mental health side of things, physical health side of things, but trying to do it on your own. Like, I don't know, man, it's just, the body can be so complex. So I, and that's so interesting as well, how you brought up, like it does affect so many areas of the body. I think that's something a lot of people don't realize. Like, I don't know. I know with mine, it was kind of like autoimmune base as well. And same thing, like it fucked with my hormones. It fucked with my digestive system, not to the same degree, but like crazy when you start to see how interconnected the body is. And like, I don't know, you start working on one area while you have to like start supporting another area and the body's wild. (laughs) No, it really is. And like, I think truly everything that happened to me, like was truly the hardest thing that's ever happened to me my whole entire life. But it's also something I am so incredibly grateful for, which feels weird to say. Mm -hmm. Um, But this past year was the most immense growth and the time that I've allowed myself to be cracked open, I have cannot even tell you the amounts of, because it went through this whole self-loathing phase in the beginning. I'm like, how the hell did I do this to myself? Two, because I was so bloated, I was so much in pain. Like I didn't even look like myself. Like I was so inflamed. I, you could tell like from the outside that I was struggling so hard internally and mentally. And it just like, I, I was grieving my past life. I was grieving everything I could used to be able to do, like just go out, not worry about what I had to eat. Like, because during that time with all those digestive things, I developed so many food sensitivities. Like I just didn't even feel like the same person I was like, I didn't feel like the person at all who went and hung out with you in California. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't know her. Like we don't connect on any level. So like there was such a hard grieving period I had to go through. And then like just a growth phase of like, okay, like I'm healing not to get back to that person. I'm healing to be a new, better version of me. And I had to, you know, it wasn't just about healing physically anymore. It was about healing mentally. And so like I went and I found an energy healer and I talked to her and she was basically my therapist through, through it all. Um, so it's just like, there's so many pieces of it, but I'm so grateful for it because I am literally so much more in love with this version of me than the past one. Yeah. Which is really neat because you think about, you know, why a lot of people do get breast implants and right. This isn't saying like, like you said, there's a big aspect of self-love and self-confidence and everything that plays into this entire experience. And how neat is it that like, right. I I don't, I, I, I know you kind of talked about it a bit on Instagram about when you were getting them and such and what that meant to you, but then also to then, you know, have to get them removed, but then find like a new level of self, like a new type of self-love, right. Like a more like intrinsic, self-based version of like self-confident self-love like it's a really neat like 360 moment I suppose to see that happen because I you know what I mean like I I feel that I've got literally like a flat chest like I I have like nothing so I completely understand like where that desire and you know like want would come into the picture um but I don't know I guess like how does it feel to kind of like reflect back on past Nikki and what she was like going through and working through when she got them versus like who you are now right and that like the Nikki you're becoming I suppose 
So I think it's kind of funny because maybe I don't have the most relatable experience with like wanting to get them because it was not my idea. And I think this is important to talk about too. Um, because it, because my mom has them and I know she meant with all like good intention, but she's the one who, when I was really, really struggling in my eating disorder was like, what if we got you breast implants? And I was one too young and two, like, wow, this is a surgery I don't have to pay for. Like, cool. Like, and like what young girl isn't going to be like, you know, intrigued by that idea. And the other harmful part of that was that when you have an eating disorder, you are already so mean to yourself and you already say the worst things to yourself imaginable. And so when my mom proposed the idea, it was like everything that I was telling myself was, it was like a verbal confirmation that I wasn't good enough. So it was like an eye-opening moment for me. Cause I was like, okay, my mother just told me that I'm not good enough. My body's not good enough the way I am. So like, I have to get them. Like there wasn't an option. I was like, I'm obviously not good enough. I have to get them. So and it didn't matter what anybody would have told me at the time. Like nobody told me they were dangerous, but it wouldn't have mattered because it was just like, what mattered was that I wasn't good enough and that I was right that I wasn't good enough. Now I have to get them. So, you know, I, she has them too. So like, obviously I was not questioning whether if they were, you know, safe or not. But at that time, I literally only cared about what I look like and what people thought of me. Like I had no, I had not done any inner self-work or anything. Like it was just about a, like a very vanity thing. And now, now if I get them, I'm going to be worthy. Like that was my mindset. Like people are going to like, like me and whatever, which is so twisted if you really think about it. But so I like got them. And the problem was, is that when I got them, I was still very much in my eating disorder and I was very much underweight. My body wasn't healthy. And I think that really played into how fast I got sick because, you know, and this isn't to scare anybody listening if they have breast implant illness, but like they are a ticking time bomb. Like nobody is safe with them. Like they can, you know, start causing problems immediately or whenever, like it's, it doesn't matter. So I think it's just like crazy to reflect back now after having like getting them out and like realizing that my body wasn't healthy enough for the surgery, because like when I was getting it, I remember going in that day and that they like took my blood pressure. And when you have like an eating disorder, your blood pressure is like super low and like not right, whatever. And I was like, I'm a nurse. Like I do have an RNBSN. And so like, I knew my blood pressure was really low and I, that I was going into a major surgery. So I, I was like to the nurse, I was like, I don't want to do this. Like, it was crazy thinking back. Cause I told her, I'm like, I don't want to do this. Like, I'm not like, it's not good. She's like, no, we can artificially raise your blood pressure during surgery. It's fine. And I was like, that's terrifying. And she's like, you know, but like in my head, I was just like, I don't know. I like go and get the surgery. And I did not do well with that surgery. Like in the slightest, like I woke up and I have no words for like, how, when I woke up and I knew what a mistake I just made. And that night they gave me Tylenol codeine and that also lowers your blood pressure. So I took it and I woke, like I went to go to the bathroom that night and my boyfriend was sleeping over and he helped me because he had to help me get up because like after the surgery and Mm -hmm. we were like walking to the bathroom and I completely blacked out like completely blacked out. My mother has no motherly instincts. So she didn't even like take me to the hospital or anything. She literally sat me in the bathtub and I was like literally blind, blacked out, like unwell. And thankfully I was okay. But like, I just knew that like, it was such a mistake. So anyways, just like things got better after that. And like, I learned to like be okay with my body. And they started to like look better after I was healed and whatever, but I never felt like myself, even though sometimes they did give me confidence. Like I felt more like a woman cause I had like boobs, whatever. Um, they definitely gave me some self-confidence. I'll, I'll admit that. But then after getting them out and having my body physically changed again, and then also being because my body, like I'm still going through a lot of digestive disorders. So being bloated all the time and then gaining weight and then being inflamed, like looking at, I was looking at a completely different body. Like I did not recognize myself. I felt out of my body, like almost a hundred percent of the time after my surgery. And 
it's something I'm still working through, but I still have so much more compassion for this version of me than, and I love this version of me because this is my true body. This is my body that I was given. The other piece of it is that I love myself more for things on the inside of me, not the outside. Like I love my ability to write and I love my ability to connect with other people. And I love how much I want to help other people and how much I see the light in other people. And that's what gives me confidence more than what my body looks like or more than what I look like. And I think that's probably the biggest thing that came from all of this. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I had my time too, where I was essentially starving myself to look differently and feel differently in my body. And years and years and years of struggling and dieting and all these things and nothing has ever like gotten me to where I'm at now besides like that inner work and like therapy and working on my mental health and emotional health where like there's obviously there's still days I struggle I struggle a lot still but I've never felt like as good and confident and as like in my body as I do now as when you do that inner work so it's just very I feel it's like very fortunate that you're you are such an aware person and you've had like this experience before this even like ever since I've known you you've been such a like self-aware like doing the inner work type of person so it's just like very aligned that you're able to heal in this way and really like feel at home in your body now even after that all so I just I don't know it's just been so inspiring to like watch you move through it and continue to just I don't know share your story and inspire others and like heal with others like right along the way. And it's, it is like, when you said that something you love about yourself is your ability to write and connect. Like that is, I think of you and I think of like your writing and the way you just like, you just make people feel seen and heard. And I don't know, it's just crazy how we can overlook those aspects of ourselves, you know, like the things that really make us, us. Oh my gosh. Well, in that all, like, where did Remedium even come into the picture? I'm trying to think back now on when I first, when you were first starting with it, when like the first batches were coming out, but was that, yeah, I can't even remember what month that would have been, but where in the journey did you even like find the time and the energy and like the effort to do that? (laughs) I mean, you started your own business, like in the midst of life struggles that would take most of us down to our knees. Like I, I I don't know, can't even imagine. (laughs) So my life... (laughs) Life is a shit show and I'm not even going to sugarcoat that. When I say this was the most most growth I've had in the past year, let me tell you, because um, I told you like I moved away from home for the first time. So I'm now I'm financially de- like independent. I'm yeah. on like I have to provide for myself. And so it was maybe three, two months um, before we moved here that I quit my nursing job to work for myself full time, which was such fortunate but unfortunate timing um because fortunately um that I worked for myself so when I was getting the surgery and going through pain and I was spending three days at a time on my floor with heating pads all over my body because I physically couldn't move I was very thankful that I didn't have to be committed to go to like a job or anything Mm -hmm. so there was that aspect but then the other aspect was that if I'm not showing up on Instagram I'm not making money and I just paid for a very expensive surgery that has no insurance because it was cosmetically put in. So they do not cover it. So I had to pay for the whole damn thing out of pocket and it is not a cheap surgery that now having to pay rent plus the surgery, plus the supplements I needed, plus the alternative therapies that I needed. Like I was drained, (laughs) like I was getting drained of money. So not only did I have the stress of being physically so unwell and like healing. I also had a lot of financial stress and I was like, holy hell, like that had nothing really to do with it. But, um, the thing that it relates to it is that, so I developed a ton of food sensitivities during that time, like I said, and you know, I'm a smoothie girl. Like I love smoothies and so many of the granolas that I was eating, like were making it so much worse. Like I would get so bloated after eating that granola, but I need crunch. Like I just need crunch. So, um, when I had the energy, I would make my own granola. And then I remember one day, like Austin, like just walked by, like took a handful, like kept walking. And then he like came back and he was like, this is really good. And I was like, 
oh thanks like whatever and he's like you should sell this and I was like no (laughs) I have zero confidence to do that like I don't think so and he was like no like because he doesn't like love healthy things like you know our community whatever um even though he's much more getting into it now but he was like this doesn't even taste like it's like healthy or like good for you like it's just so good and I was like I don't know and I w- we did have rent coming up and I was like, I do, I do need some way to like make a little money. So like maybe just for fun, like I'll sell it one time just for fun, just to see how it goes. But I'm not kidding you. I was terrified the whole process, like the idea of like putting something I made out there and then having people like judge it, whether they liked it or not was like absolutely terrifying to me. And anyway, so I was like, all right, I'm just going to do it like he's really on board. I like sent some to my family. They really liked it. So I was like, okay, if they like it, cause they're not into healthy things. I'm like, it's, it's a good sign. Like I'm just going to do it. So me and Austin sat down, we like made a little design. We like thought about what we were going to name it. Like it wasn't supposed to be anything big though. And I just remember the day that we like put it on sale. I just like put my phone down and like walked away. Cause I was like, I don't want to be disappointed. Like if nobody buys this, whatever. And it was like shocking to me in Austin because we only put a certain amount of bags, but they all sold out that first day. And we were like, what? Like, that's weird. We're like, that's cool. But like, now the real test is these people getting it and liking it. Yeah. So then when people started getting it and they were like, this is life-changing, like, this is so good, blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, cool. Like, you know, but I had no plans like no plans to make it even go further, not even go for like another round. Like it was just going to be like the one-time thing. And people liked it so much and were like asking me when it was going to release or like people who didn't get a bag were like, are you going to sell it again? I was like, okay, I'll do it one more time. Like one more time, that's it. Like, and so I did. And it was during that time that Erwan reached out to me. And I didn't realize that. Yeah. So that doesn't happen. And that does not happen. And it takes people forever to get into Erwan. And like, I know people who are established businesses who can't get into Erwan. So I was like, what the hell? So it was just like this really crazy sign from the universe that like, this was a yes, that this was a go. And so before I even thought about wanting Remedium to be like my business or like a life plan, I guess now I didn't even think about it. I was just like, it's Erwan. It's a yes. Like, I'm not, not going to have a product in my favorite grocery store. So I like did everything so quick, like found a commercial kitchen to make it in, got the lawyers, went through the legal stuff, you know, got the label, went to the FDA testing, like did it so quick because I wanted it in Erwan so bad. And so basically that happened. I don't even know. I think I was probably like, I was at least a couple months out of, so let me think October, Cause it was first in Erwan this like past October. So it was probably, and I'm not kidding you from the idea of selling it from it being on a shelf in Erwan was only 15 fucking weeks. Insane. That is unheard of, like unheard of. So it was like a lot of, it went by quick and it was like, holy crap. Like what just happened? But that's basically Remedium story. <laughs> I like, yeah, that's what I was like so confused on the timeline because I was like, I didn't feel like it was that long ago. Like I remember when you first sent me the sample and I was like, I know I'll love it because Nikki's phenomenal in the kitchen. And, you know, I love me some healthy granola. We're like smoothie twins. And I was like, I know I'll like it, but I was really curious to see like, you know, what is it, what's going to set it apart from like granola, you know, like what's going to make it like Nikki's or medium granola. And I just remember like, eating the entire sample like I was like just gonna sprinkle a little bit on my smoothie bowl because I was like in a hurry that day whatever and I was like gee oh my like holy fuck (laughs) this is delicious and I remember just like texting you like five messages right after the other like the flavors like so balanced like that saltiness the crunch but also cluster soft like oh my god I just was like I've never had a granola like this like I couldn't even fully explain what it was but I just kept like I was absolutely in love and I was like this is amazing. Like, and then next thing I knew you were bringing up like Erewhon. I was like, Oh my God, like it's perfect for Erewhon. Like it is as though, like, I know you weren't even planning on it. Like you just said, you were not planning on this at all, but it is like 
created specifically and perfectly for that audience, like that consumer base. So I can see why they're so like privy to get you in there and, you know, to have you on their shelves, because I'm sure people just like eat it up in there. But like, that's just fucking wild. It is absolutely the most wild thing. And like, that's ever happened to me. And like, uh, I don't know. And I, that's what I was nervous about too. I'm like, what is but the thing about this granola is that it's like, no, it's unlike any other texture granola that's like literally out there. Really? That's what I mean. Like I couldn't even like, I like it had the crunch, but it was also like a soft cluster. And then it was like, I was just like perplexed by it. I'm like, this is amazing. And it's like unique because everything sprouted, correct? Like, I think that was like the key because I too get like, I just had sensitivities, same thing. Like I developed a bunch of sensitivities a from like eating disorder shit and then B from like the hep C. And so for a long time, like oats, nuts, seeds would cause my skin to break out like crazily, like right after, like same day, like it was insane. And I got big into like sprouted nuts, seeds, sprouted oats. And once more, like your granola, like I, I was just like, this is perfect. And like, it's, oh, it's just so good. I'm so excited. I have my box on the counter that I I got for myself for Christmas and I'm so excited to break into it. It's just so fucking good, but uh, that okay. means a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but so like, now do you feel like this is like, are you just sort of going with the flow with it? Or do you have like goals, ambitions, and you don't even have to share them. I know like sometimes we don't want to like put, share the things that we're like envisioning, but I guess like, do you just, do you feel like this is a plan and a part of your life that like, you're actively pursuing or is it just going to be something that you sort of like see where the wind takes it? I'm just curious to see like where your mindset with it is now. Yeah. So, um, that was something I really had to sit with like moving into 2022 because I had like, there's so much that I wish I knew before starting. And I was just so excited because it was air one and, So that's something I've literally been reflecting on the past, like one to two days. I'm like, where is this going? And so it is, I will say now, like I'm, I'm ready to commit to it, but there's a lot of steps I have to take, like actually writing a business plan, actually, you know, because something like I want to say, like, if anybody wants to start a business, like it is incredibly difficult if you don't come from a lot of money and you don't have a financial backing like plan. So like, that was a big factor weighing on me. Cause I'm like, Oh, I love this so much. Um, like it's fun to do, but like the financial part of it is really stressful, but that was just something like on me that I didn't like sit down and like figure out how it was going to get compensated at like what price. And then I was like, I'm just a new brand, like whatever. And so like, I was really not charging enough at first for the granola to make enough money to like get back into it. So anyways, like all that being said, there's just like a lot I wish I thought about and that I have been thinking about these last like one to two days where I'm like, okay, like this is a yes it like this was an obvious yes from the universe if they just like were like Erwan's gonna ask you like two weeks into making this idea of a whatever product so I'm like this is a yes like this is gonna go somewhere and if I put like a hundred percent passion because lately or like before it was just like completely going with the flow mm-hmm. like I'm like whatever happens happens like I'm not really gonna like push this too much and like and I don't talk about it enough on my stories like it was really just go with the flow like I'm not like taking this seriously but as I move forward I, th- I do see a lot of potential in it because every single person that tries it, like I haven't had anyone not like it yet or anyone like I have people leaving me voice messages being like, I ate the whole bag. I'm not bloated. I feel so good. Like it just, because that's what it is. It's like a high vibrational granola because that's what, it, that's its purpose. Mm-hmm. And like the idea behind the brand was like helping you heal your relationship with your food, with your body, with your mind, with your soul. And like, that's what remedium is to me. That's what this granola is to me. It's so I think I do want to move forward with it. And something I will say is that I do want to make it bigger than a food brand mm-hmm. because this it has so much potential. So And the other thing that I will say, which is crazy, is that I already have two other marketplaces that reached out. So I'm like, this is why I like need to go full force with this and just kind of have that faith in the universe that like money and whatever will work out because it really, this was not created for the money. No, it was 
created for the money at all. So I have faith that if I just keep putting one foot in front of the other, like things are going to work out and it's just going to keep benefiting more people. Yeah. That's when you, when things align, like it's just, that's when the magic happens. And I don't know. I love that. There's just, yeah, it's just so exciting to think about that and to see, like, I knew it was something like it, you're just, you put so much like intention and care and passion into everything you do. And so it's just so neat to like, I don't know, just watch, you know, like I, I don't know what I want to do, right. Like moving forward, even into 2022, but like just hearing the story and like having watched you the past year, like just reminding myself and those listening as well. Like you just, sometimes you just, you can't force things to happen. You can't control how things will happen, but like you can just do your best to be like aligned and true to your morals and yourself and like the life you want to build and what you want to put out into the world. And like, I don't know, put in the work, but also like things happen. Like, I don't know. It's just amazing. And I'm so excited to see where things go with it and just follow along. Like, ah, so fun. I love this. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like excited. I'm nervous. But one thing that freaking 2021 taught me is that sometimes you just have to follow your intuition without knowing where it's going to go. You just have to blindly follow it and things will work out. And I mean, I have the damn tattoo on my arm, do good and good will come to you. Like it's just how life goes. Truly, truly, truly. And yeah, oof, we'll see. I'm so excited for everything, everything to come <laughs> good and possibly not so fun and good. We shall yeah. see. But um, well, thank you so, so much for sharing like both big aspects of the last year. I know there was so much in between too, and people can follow along for all of that on Instagram. Um, but I would just love if you could share like a, where they can find you because you're one of my favorites to follow and B where they can find your medium, learn more about it. If they're interested, maybe get themselves a bag or have it like in the back of their mind. Um, and then, yeah, I think that's, that's it for right now. Yeah. So you can find me at it's underscore Nicolette Marie on Instagram. And then Remedium is at Remedium Granola. And there's a website for both of those in both links in my bio. You can just go there and you can shop it online or you can get it at any Erwan location. Um, And then stay tuned for more places where you can get it in person. (laughs) Uh, uh, I love that.